Amen. Can we get a hand clap of praise for Alyssa? Man, what a what a wonderful introduction. Man, I was not ex- were you expecting that? No, I was not. Okay. I'm gonna try to get this uh feedback squared away. But man, well well that is awesome. We are just so happy to be here today. You guys look great. Um man, give yourselves a hand. It's okay. All right. And, I mean, if you're joining us online today, uh, thank you for joining us. We understand that you could be anywhere today, but you are worshiping God here with us. Amen. Can we give a, 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 praise, a, a praise for people who are online today? Amen. And um, usually I'm here by myself. <laughs> usually I am on a stage, I'm in some pulpit, and I'm by myself, and today I am joined with the beautiful, magnificent Lakeisha Simmons. Let me get close to you. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, All right. Lewis. All right, you want to say something? I'm getting my computer ready, so. I just wanted to uh, let you guys know that I'm just excited to be here to talk about the call of God uh, upon our lives and just to be able to share with you some of the things that have helped um, Pastor Edgar and I, you know, to live our daily lives. Um, we're not just called in one way, but we're called in many ways. And um, today, hopefully, you'll receive something from what we share. Absolutely. And um, we want to start out um, by uh, talking about a few things. This is going to be more of not our preaching message, but this is going to be kind of an interaction of us two. We're going to be sharing um, some, a couple of intimate things, um, you know, how God's just called us to different uh, things in our lives and what that kind of looks like on different levels. You're going to hear some things that, uh, you know, we've, we've been called to with our individual calling you're going to hear some things that we've been called to as a couple jointly and, and also in our family. So, um, it, you know, I just want to kind of start first before we get into our scripture. And by the way, um, you can go ahead and turn your Bibles to uh, Psalms 37, Psalm 37, 4 and 5. You can go ahead and put your finger there. You can put a place marker there. And I would just like to share with you just for a moment um, a calling uh, that I had, that I have, and, you know, it was back in 2003, and um, I just remember being at the end of my, um, my undergrad, getting ready to graduate. Um, I get married to this beautiful woman uh, at the, the end of my semester, and I was also looking forward to being commissioned as an officer in the Army, and I had spent you know, three years uh, just training hard and working hard in the reserves and, and working hard with ROTC and, and at school and doing, you know, a couple other jobs and, and trying to focus on my schoolwork. But then there was a time um, a little bit later on where unfortunately I received some news that I wasn't going to get commissioned. And um, there were some, some things that were under, not under my control. I couldn't control them, and I didn't understand why that I worked so hard for something to not reap the benefit and the reward of it. So I was very disappointed. I was very depressed, even to the point 
if I could be honest and just be very transparent, I was even contemplating suicide and taking my own life. And I, I just remember just being in a place where I just felt worthless. And I felt like I didn't have any purpose. And if, and if I'm going to continue to move on in life, there has to be some type of purpose. So I just remember just laying there and uh, just crying. And my shirt is just wet and soaked. And I'm like, God, you know, I, I don't understand. And what God began to do, he began to, you know, show me how he protected me from the time that I was born up to that point. You guys know my story, at least, you know, most of you guys do. You know, he showed me from the time that I was born and, and how he protected me during a time where I had to be weaned off of drugs because of my mom's drug abuse and, and how he, he protected me and shielded me when I was abandoned and how he shielded me and, and, and he began to equip me for speaking. Even though I had a speech impediment back then, he began to equip me and, and fill me up and, and, and strengthen me in the area of speaking. And I begin to look at that, and I'm like, my God, you have a purpose for me. And what I come to realize is that, you know, not only do you have a purpose for me, but I begin to think about it, and I was like, man, he, he showed me that he doesn't place any type of gifting or call anything unless he has a purpose already for it. Unless he has a purpose already for it. It's amazing how, you know, at different points of our lives where God just gives us that reality check, yeah. you know, where he just shifts us. And so um, before we step into the scripture, um, let's pray really quick. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you and honor you. We thank you for this word. And we just pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that um, the words that are coming out of our, our mouths, Lord God, will just resonate with the people that are hearing today. And we bless you and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and read from Psalms 37, verse 4 and 5. And it says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will direct your path. I love that scripture. Wow. Uh, God gave it to me a long time ago, um, and he just continues to bring that to my remembrance. And what I love so much is, is we have to learn about the author, right? The author, yeah. the psalm says, it's the psalm of David. Right. And so if you know anything about David, you know, David comes on the scene in the Bible as this shepherd boy, um, the youngest, the runt, right. but he was forgotten. Yeah. Um, at the point when he was actually called Samuel, God sends a prophet to go to get him, and his family gathers together, and his own father forgot him. Nobody remembered him until God puts everything to a screeching halt and says, wait a minute, I didn't call any of these. Do you have another son? It's bad when the prophet has to ask, do you have another son? <laughs> Because God doesn't make a mistake, and he was sure of what God had told him. Yeah. So David comes in, and we realize that God has called him while he was out there as a shepherd boy to be king. Not only that, but 
God, he didn't look at all the outside things. He didn't look at the external. He didn't look at the fact that he was young. He was small. He looked at the fact that he had the heart to serve him. And so throughout his story, we see that David is a worshiper and he had the heart of God. And it's important, the heart of God. So it takes us back to the scripture, Psalms 37, verses 4 and 5, where we see, delight yourself in the Lord. This is David talking to anyone who's going to hear this song. Delight yourself in the Lord. He's recapping on his own experiences where he was worshiping and spending time with God. And he says, and God is going to give you the desires of your heart. But he's not just talking about your heart. He's saying that God is going to give you the desires of his heart. Amen. Amen. I mean, that's so awesome. And I mean, in that, I mean, I believe that, you know, yeah, God gives us the desires of, of our heart. Yeah, we, I've read that scripture so many times. I mean, how God gives us the desires of our heart. And I'm like, okay, he's going to give me um, maybe that escalate that I want. <laughs> I, say I want that Escalade, you know, <laughs> with the with the 22 rim, 22 inch size rim. But no, that's that's not really what he's talking about. He's actually talking about a desire, or in other words, you can also replace desire with God's will for your life, you know. And and the closer that we get to God, we begin to uh, understand more about God's desires, don't we? We do. I mean, but we all, I don't know. I was like you. I got it wrong at first. Yeah. I definitely got it wrong at yeah. first. We, we all I got it wrong. I read that scripture and I was like, I'm saved. God is not a respecter yeah. of persons. So let me make my list. I want to marry a fine chocolate man. I want to have the career with the six figures and I need this fancy car and I'm going to have this mansion that I'm going to live in and life is going to be beautiful. <laughs> And, you know, the more I sat with God and I prayed over this list, I don't know if there are any parents out there who have spoken with teenagers and tried to connect with teenagers. Sometimes you realize that the conversation is one-sided. <laughs> They're not listening. And neither was I. God, I went in to pray with God and connect with God. And as I sat there, I was like, God, I want this. I need that. Show me who you called me to be. I know I want to help people. God, help me be a doctor. I want these things. And I got up from prayer and said, amen. <laughs> but that's not what God has for us. And the more I sat there, I realized it's a dialogue. And I had to listen. And so I began to be more intimate with God because I sat down and I listened. And that intimacy, from that, I received direction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're going to receive a lot of direction. I mean, it's just like, you know, um, when, you, when you first uh, received your baby in a hospital, at least I remember, um, when we received Jordan, and you put Jordan right next to your chest, and... You know, when he, when, when you put your child to your chest, they're able to hear your heartbeat, oh, yeah. you know, and that's what we need to do with God a lot, of a lot of times. We have to, you know, be able to put our ear to God's chest and his bosom and be able to hear what his heartbeat is for a lot of the situations in our lives, you know? I mean, a lot, I mean, there could be a door that, that's 
you know, that looks like it's open or closed or there's an opportunity that's there. And you just got to kind of listen and see what God has to say about that. Absolutely. Um, I'm reminded of the scripture, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. And um, it resonated with me. So I'm just going to share that with you all. You can follow along if you'd like to. It says, whenever though they turn their face to God, as Moses did, God removes the veil, and there they are face to face. Suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence and not a piece of chiseled stone. And I'm going to skip down. I'm reading from the Message Bible, and it says, uh, there's nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. And that's, that, that's the scripture vision that I get when I'm, when I'm hearing you talk about, you know, God and the baby sitting on my chest. I remember that, that our heartbeats become synchronized. And the same thing happens in couples, you know, when... We get married. We have everything separate. Yeah, yeah, like towels. Okay. <laughs> like towels. I mean, I, I just remember, I mean, when we got married, it was so oh, no. interesting. And uh, if you haven't heard our story about towels, um, it's, it's, it's hilarious. But, I mean, she grew up one way. I grew up another way. It was clearly a desire for it's some towels to be a certain way. We folded our towels was different. I we mean, folded our towels differently. It, it was totally different. But, I mean, eventually, you know, we... Um, we went to the Lord on that. <laughs> I kept refolding his towels. <laughs> and we got some clear direction, apparently. <laughs> yeah, obviously, we need to fold our towels a certain way. And thank God, after 17 years of marriage, as of last week, we learned how to fold our towels a certain way. <laughs> but, um, but the, the, the thing about it is that, and, and I kind of go to, um, and we can go on and on, but, you know, one of the things that God has also shown me is that, because that was a challenge. That was a challenge for a while. But challenges and delays are in, in his plan, aren't they? Well, it got quiet in here. <laughs> they are, babe. You know, challenges, I'll, I'll say that one more time. I don't know what kind of response I'm going to get, but challenges and delays are in his plan. And the thing is, nobody wants to go through those challenges, do they? Nobody. No, absolutely not. <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to go through the challenges. Everybody wants the benefit of being blessed. But then when the challenges come, when the delays start to come, all of a sudden you've been the, you, you start to question your calling. Have anybody ever been there? Have anybody ever been there? Because I remember being there at one time. I remember uh, being, where, being in a place where um, I, I was wrestling. I mean, I was still, I accepted my calling into ministry. But then at the same time, I was still trying to become an officer, right? I was still trying to become an you officer because I was like, man, this is my calling. This is part of my calling. But then the things began to conflict with one another, you know. And I love serving the military. I served honorably. But then at a certain time, it was like, hold on, something got to give. 
What is, what is my calling? I have to focus in on the thing that I'm called to do because if I don't focus on the things that I'm called to do, then that will lead to frustration. That will lead to anger. It does. It leads to frustration when you can't figure out what it is. And some of us, we think that we are seeking God and actively seeking God, but again, we're not waiting to hear back from God. And so we go off on the the path in one direction and then God starts taking things away. You know, we pray the prayer, Lord God, I thank you for every opportunity and I pray that you would bless me and every door that's supposed to be shut to shut it. But when the door starts shutting, we're like, wait a minute, I was supposed to get that job. I was fully qualified. What do you mean I'm overqualified for this job? What do you mean I can't have this position? What do you mean I'm the only one that's here that hasn't received a promotion? I've been here longer than everybody else on the team. I should be the supervisor. But what God has for you is for you. And so what what I found is I was in a place, babe, when um, I had been in the Army for about four four years, and it was time for me, you know, to make that decision point. Anyone who served in, you know that that's like the decision point where you're serving on active duty. Uh, You have the opportunity to continue serving or to go on and do some other things. And so for me, I was thinking, man, I I really had that opportunity to go back to school and and go to medical school. You know, I still had medical school on the brain. And I was thinking, well, maybe I should go and be a counselor I know that I want to be in a field where I'm helping people. And I just, I was really lost. I felt lost. I felt confused, you know, and I felt like I was halted almost. Like there was a delay in what God had for me because I just didn't know and I couldn't hear anything. And so I was out running. And uh, if you know me, you know that I like to be out on little hiking trails. So I was out jogging and I heard God and he, he reminded me, and he spoke to me very clearly. And I heard him audibly, and I turned around on the path. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I was the only one there. You know, I, it's not that I didn't know God's voice. It's just, you know, when you hear it audibly, you got to kind of double check. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I decided at that point that I was going to follow exactly what he said. And you know, a lot of people say these things, and what did that feel like for me practically? It felt like I had been looking for different schools to apply to, and at that moment, I could only think of one. And when I went to the website, I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, they don't have medical, this is not a medical school guide. <laughs> but what it was at that point was, it, it was counseling, and I said, okay, well, I'm gonna be a counselor guide. All right, he led me to the degree program. He led me to the scholarship because again, you know, I was leaving the the active duty military, so I was like, well, what am I gonna do? I need a job, I didn't have any money. We were young in our in our marriage, and so. We were broke, we were broke. Not broke, blessed. But, you know, God gave me a, a specific plan, and so, I didn't have to pay one dime for that, for that graduate degree. I have my master's in professional counseling. I didn't pay one dime for it. Glory to God, because it was his will for me to do it. Yeah. And when God gives you that, he's going to give you specific directions. And so I encourage you, if you are struggling and you don't know which way to go and you're calling, just seek God and wait. 
And if you don't hear back, keep waiting. Because he's going to let you know exactly what it is. And so, you know, I, I took that plan to you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> it was a very detailed plan, by the way. My wife. Um, I, just, I just remember looking at the plan. And um, I, I kind of swallowed, you know, really deeply on that one. Like, really, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, like, this plan. How is it going to happen? Uh, I think right at that point, I believe you were pregnant with, with I think, Joshua. And I, I remember she was leaving the military at that point. And um, I'm like, as a family, how are we going to be able to sustain that? It's, it's, I mean, how? But then God came through. I mean, you know, with different ways to bless our family financially and, and just providing the resources that we needed, you know. And, um, and just... You know, one, I would like to share also another, another scripture, if, if that's okay. But I know that in Romans 8, 18, you know, Romans 8, 18 says that I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. And then he goes on in verse 28 to say this, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been, guess what? Called. Called according to what? Not our purpose, but called to his purpose. Called to his purpose. And what that lets me know is that the things that we've gone through, the things that you are currently going through, whether you're going through in your job, whether you're going through things in your marriage, whether you're going through things even with your children or different relationships, you got to understand that they're there for a reason. They're there for a purpose. And not only are they there for a purpose, but it has really, you know, everything to do with the call of God that is upon your life. It has everything to do with the call that is in your life. You're thinking, you know, it, it, at one point I was believing God was frustrated with me. I believe that he was upset with me because I didn't follow, follow through on some promises and things like that. But then I realized and I said, you know, God, what's up? Like, why are you doing this? I said, it has nothing to do with you like that, but it has everything to do with what I've placed inside of you and I call you to become. And that's, and that's really, really what, you know, what I got from it. And I hope you are understanding that today you know, as we're talking about our different challenges and different delays, because again, nobody wants to really go through our, 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 you know, our issues. Nobody really wants to go through, you know, the, the hardships. Oh yeah, it's right? tough. It's definitely tough. We talked about depression and suicide and the frustrations that we go through. And, and now we've got COVID, yeah. uh, this pandemic that everyone is dealing with, you know, there are all different kinds of challenges that we face, but yeah. in that, you know, God, he is just so mighty, so powerful that he gives you exactly what you need in those moments. Yeah. And what I really like about God is that um, in that for us, we partner with each other as a couple. And so we stand in agreement yeah. and we're not all just, Paul individually, 
we have to understand, you know, like Pastor Ben shared last week, is that our calling is not what we do, it's who we are. So all of these things God puts in us. So I am, I'm called to be a mother, I'm called to be a wife, and I'm called to stand in agreement as a member of a family. So if you're single, it applies to you too. Because each of us bear the responsibility of helping each other become who God called us to be. And so when we stand in agreement, that prayer of agreement, we are praying and interceding for each other. We're encouraging and edifying one another. We're helping each other realign when we fall off. And so I'm just grateful that I had a husband who was gonna take care of the kids while I was going to grad school for five years and pregnant and working full time. <laughs> yeah. And when I leave and go on these long, you know, um, I'm not gonna say, you know, deployments and things like that with the military and I'm away from home, he's there. Yeah. And we're encouraging others. And when he went to grad school and seminary, I'm there and I'm taking care of the kids, even though it feels like it's a delay that, you know what, I'm not actively working and I'm not the one that's in the limelight, but he is. And in that, God is still using me in all of the other ways as a mother yeah. where we're able to build up our children. Right, and during those times, I mean, it's really a maturing phase. I mean, not just a phase, it's a continual phase of maturing. But God is just, you know, developing us, maturing us spiritually, and he's continuing to um, equip us as well. There's just some of the things that happens, you know, when you are faced with different challenges and delays. I mean, we, I mean, who would have thought that in the midst of COVID, we'll be teachers? Like, we will be teachers. How many parents are, are teachers now? You're like, you, you're, you don't have the degree, but in heaven, you're certified as a teacher. <laughs> you're, you're like certified as a, as a teacher now. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm teaching my kids at home, you know, and I've, I've taught them, you know, certain life lessons, but now I have to teach them now academically. But at the same time, and while we can look at it and say, you know what, you know, this is hard, this is difficult, you know, how many people know that, you know, that's still quality time with your children, you know, and they're going to look back on it and they're going to say, man, my mom, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, my grandparents, you know, they stepped in during this time and, and helped me to continue on in the calling that God has for me. Wow. Absolutely. You know, um, an example of that, honey, I love how you have um, worked with our boys, but also in the community, yeah. right? You have volunteered, my husband volunteers to coach in every way, shape, or form possible, so my Saturdays are gone. Uh, <laughs> at least they have been for the last nine years, you know. What? But I'm grateful for that because you spend that time equipping young men in the community and spending that time with them, not just as, you know, a person who's, who's just showing up, but right. I see the little guys as they come, their first day of practice, and they're just standing there. And by the end of, of the season, their chests are all puffed up and they're standing there with their little football pads excited because um, he has this 
this practice where he pours into each kid and he tells them their strengths and he encourages each one of them. And so I'm, I'm grateful for you and how you're able to do that, not only you know, for our children, but for the community that we, that we live in. And for you, babe, I, don't, I know that he spoke about his testimony, but he doesn't have a father. Well, he has one now, he has mine. We can share. But he's, he's, he hasn't had a father. And so for someone who doesn't have a father to raise young men is powerful to me because he looks directly to God as his father. And so he is called to be a father to, you know, young men. And I appreciate that, babe. Wow, I'm trying not to be teary-eyed um, <laughs> with that, but um, but just, I mean, it's it's um, wow. How can you come back from that? It's great. Uh, just take a second. I mean, I, my wife is amazing as well, and the biggest thing as it relates to um, the calling that is upon our lives or up, upon her life, and. As a mother, she spends time speaking into our children. And I just remember uh, there was a time where our kids, you know, they were born, they were, they were young, and they were, you know, in their cribs. And I'll come in the room, and what do I see? I see my wife praying over our children. She wasn't just praying a pit-pat prayer. But what she was doing is speaking destiny into them. And I believe that uh, as she has her own relationship and, and she goes, she was going closer and closer, going closer to God, I begin, I believe he began to speak his desires into her heart, which allowed her in turn to speak the desires of God into the heart of our children. And as today, I mean, you know, if, if you guys, you know, saw one of the guitarists up here, my son is one of the guitarists, you know. I mean, that's not the brag, but, but it, just, it just goes to um, the desire coming into fruition and becoming fruit. You know, my daughter on just this past Thursday received Christ into her life, you know, and and I believe, again, that was, you know, part of the plan was, you know, for her definitely to be saved and everything. But part of it was her mother and her father praying for her as a result of those prayers. I mean, it's coming to fruition. And I love it. It's awesome. So for, for us, if you've been listening to us and sharing in our, our lives and our experiences, I'm excited that, you know, hopefully you'll understand that our calling is not just one thing. I'm, I am called to be an Army officer, Medical Service Corps, I work in healthcare operations, but that's only one part of who I'm called to be. I am called to be a mother. I am called to be a wife. I am called to be a sister to my community and my friends and colleagues. So if you're here in this room 
you're a part of our Luminous family, if you're online, part of our Luminous family or whatever church family you're connected with, you're called to be a member of that family. Look at the person to your left and your right. You're called to be a person. You're called to be their person. You're called to be in their lives to help them to be who God created them to be. So I encourage each of you, if you haven't, if you haven't connected with God and you don't feel like you have that relationship, that intimacy with God, where you're face to face with him. And I love how the scripture says that it's not chiseled stone. It's not this tablet or a piece of leather and, and paper, but we're connecting with God face to face. You have that relationship and you're listening. So I encourage you to do so, so that you can hear all the things that God says that you are, because it's only in our calling that we understand how we're able to glorify God with our lives. That's what a calling is. We're glorifying God yeah. with our lives. Yeah. And if you're um, wherever you may be right now, you could be in the kitchen, in the living room, maybe you're in this theater right now. We have, we have people watching online and live. Maybe you're right now going through some, some challenges. Maybe you are, you know, I don't know, maybe you're going through some delays. Or maybe you're still in the process of identifying what your calling is. I would just like to pray with you. If that's okay, I would like to pray with you. If you can just lift your hands wherever you may be today. I'm going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for the purpose and the plans that you have for your people. Lord God, we understand that you have a magnificent and perfect plan. Ultimately, Lord God, you have plans, Lord God, that are that are still, Lord God, being discovered today. But Lord God, the callings and the purposes that you've placed in us, God, they're precious in your sight. God, no, it's, it doesn't matter, Lord God, where we came from. Lord, you can use anything. You're able to use the least of us. Lord God, you can use even more. You can pour in even more. You can show even more. Grow us in you, God. Show us the destinies, Lord God, that we have, Lord. And God, those challenges and, and Lord God, those different delays. God, we, I ask that you give us the wisdom and the guidance to understand what is you and what is not you. So we give you the honor. We give you the praise and glory. Bless every family today. In Jesus' name, amen.